Hi, I'm Jenna. And I'm Mark. And you're listening to Cincinnati Zoo Tales. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Cincinnati Zoo Tales. I'm Mark. And I'm Jenna. We are really excited to be with you today. We've got one of our elephant keepers, Val Nassel, with us today. Welcome, Val. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much for asking me to come over here. It'll be a lot of fun. It's Oh, my gosh. We're so lucky to have you. Always yes, fun. Yes, you are. <laughs> so anyone who's a member at the zoo probably knows Val or knows of him, has seen him. He's been around for quite a long time. We won't say he's old, but he's been here for, for a while. <laughs> just, just a few days. Uh, I'm working on my 36th year, 30 years, though. In the big house, working with the most important animal on the planet, the elephant. Of course, you know, he had to say that. He's not old, he's experienced. That's right. He's not old. <laughs> Thank you. Like a fine wine. <laughs> 30 years with the elephants that have been here and elephants that used to be here. But you started off in the children's zoo, correct? I st- Actually, uh, I came over from the University of Cincinnati as an intern. Um, I had no experience. I uh, was desperate for experience, so I was here seven days a week. I lived in the area. Um, I had an opportunity that very few people have, and that was, at that time, the junior high school element of our zoo school was short people. And they approached three of us and asked, would you like to be in the zoo's rotation to go to various buildings and at that time it was every two and a half weeks I went to another department here at the Cincinnati Zoo. Yeah so for anybody who isn't familiar we do have a zoo academy here where juniors and seniors can come to school so you were kind of working with them. Yeah we were working with them which was fantastic Um, so like I said every two weeks or so we'd go to another department so by the end of it I had knowledge about the whole entire system, which was fantastic. It helped me um, broaden my scope. I knew where I wanted to to go. Matter of fact, I uh, had interviews or uh, applications throughout the country to go places. But it's always neat when you can stay home. Yeah, for sure. Especially when you we have the Cincinnati Zoo. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When you have Cincinnati Zoo. When you have the best, who needs the rest? Is that what you're telling me? No. <laughs> I would never say that. I'm being very politically correct uh-huh. right now. Uh-huh. So you were, but you were an intern at that point, so you were in college. You weren't actually going to Zoo Academy. No, Which no. is kind of rare for people who have been around as long as you have. A lot of them did attend Zoo Academy. Yeah. They didn't end up having to leave the zoo or going to college. They just got hired as a high school student, well, which is terrifying to me. No, not, not really, because when you consider that... Uh, the Zeus Academy at that time, that was our farm club. Okay, okay? yeah. So, so it was the Children's Zoo, our farm club. Uh, I was working in there. So it was just one of these things. And I did have an opportunity to uh, go to the zoo school. And there was one big roadblock. There wasn't a band. And being a trumpet player, uh, I had aspirations of being... Oh, it's Tuesday. We're in Kansas City. Get off the bus. <laughs> Play the gig, and Wednesday we'll be in Chicago. You know, that kind of stuff. So you had two paths for your life. Tour the country as a trumpet player, be an elephant keeper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, then, you know, so I I do the, the trumpet gig on the side right now, so it, it works go. out. Yeah, you made it happen. Yeah, I made it happen. So, but were elephants always, as far as your zoo career aspirations your go-to or did you just end up falling in love with them i know you started off with uh the camel rides too right you did yeah camel rides well before that it was um when i was first hired i was a relief keeper okay so basically i was a substitute teacher there are some days that i would have gone to three different departments just take care of business whatever Mm -hmm. they needed me to do and my first full-time position was uh in our hoofstock area in the old deer line. Uh, for those of you who don't understand that part, uh, deer line opened up in the early 40s. Wow. 
Uh, I wasn't there. Uh, <laughs> but before that, there was uh, that part of the deer line. There actually, if you go back to uh, 1875, we did have a whole entire deer section, okay? But then it went from the deer line to the Wildlife Canyon. Now, I think you call it <laughs> Rue Valley. <laughs> you so, as well. That you rings a bell. That <laughs> rings a bell. <laughs> yes. So that, that's where I came from. So it was a hostock. I do believe that a good alpha man is also a good hostock man. So that's how I got my start from there. Um, but I always knew, even as a kid, you know, you go to the, to the big house, that's what I've always called the elephant house. She's gorgeous. I talk about her like a sailor <laughs> talks about his ship. I can verify that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, she, you know, She's actually the geographic center of the city of Cincinnati. <laughs> Equal distance. You laugh, but it's a serious. Equal distance between here and the river, and equal distance from here north. So I was always a kid, you know, hanging out, looking at elephants. Elephants are fantastic creatures. Now, at that time, there was a myriad of animals in the elephant house itself. When I started, um, elephant, hippo. Dear God, there were hippo here before. Fiona, my goodness gracious. Um, hippo, Malayan tapir, and before that, pygmy hippo. Black rhino, then Indian rhino, giraffe, and then, of course, the only living relative of the giraffe, the okapi. Did you get to work in the elephant house with all of those animals? Oh, man. It was, I was like a kid in a candy store. Um, I loved it. I really did. So you'll always remember your first, okay? Gretchen. Gretchen the African. Um, I'll always remember her. Um, so, yeah, all those animals, it was a great experience. Um, yes, the yards was tiny and things like that, but um, I do live by a quote, doesn't matter where you work at, in the zoo. And this came from an old uh, keeper that when I first started in children's zoo. And now, unfortunately, <clears throat> I'm the old keeper, okay, but I, I will always give him credit, and that was Frank Hoffman. He reminded youngsters that came into the business, remember the animal did not ask to be here. You did. Make sure you give them the best care possible. You know, give them that mythical, magical 110%. Absolutely. So I was the, the youngster going in there going, oh man, this, this place stinks. I'm going, what smell? <laughs> this is this is heaven. This is <laughs> heaven should smell like an elephant 24 hours a day. So, do you remember what year it was when it became just elephants in the elephant house? Yeah, of I mean, course. Well, 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 I guess. Yeah, I was there. Like... I was there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, we we end up leaving. First, we had uh, a very important birth to us, and we're hoping we'll never uh, be just stuck with one of them. Uh, March 15, 1998, 4.55 in the morning. Oh, it was a Sunday. Uh, Ganesh was born. So, in uh, the latter part of 98, we moved down to the old ape house. And that's when the uh, elephant house was remodeled from the multiple areas to uh, the, wild, or the um, vanishing giants. Okay. So that's where we had Asian elephants. Uh, the elephants came back up the street. Uh, giraffe and okapi. At one point we had um, two pair of okapi. And I was fortunate enough to uh, take care of 13 calves. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's impressive. That's a lot. Really is impressive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so then after, after that, and then we did... Uh, one more remodeling, and that was when we brought back Sabu, our male. Sabu and Jody both came to us uh, January of 91. Okay. So we moved him out because we needed the room for the impending birth that Jody produced. So in 2007, we remodeled again, moved the Okapi, moved the giraffe, so we could bring back Sabu who had been gone for almost 10 years. That's pretty cool. Remind me, where did he go? He 
first went to, depends upon who you talk to, who you want to offend, Louisville or Lawville. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, that was five years there and almost five years in Springfield, Missouri. Okay. And then we brought him back home. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's an incredible animal. He truly is. Right now, um, I know it's, this is going to be uh, aired later, okay? Um, he's in a heightened hormonal state known as MUST, M-U-S-T-H. Best way to describe it, think about an animal that has more testosterone racing through his body than over a hundred defensive linemen on a Sunday afternoon. How you can tell he's in MUST, he's draining from his temporal gland. Elephants have, both males and females, have a little hole between their eye and ear. So he's draining from that. So he has a wet, basically what you would think of as a wet cheek. And he's also currently right now doing something not very nice. He's continually urinating. <laughs> just wants you to have job security. That's it. Well, <laughs> this, this, and this, he's not marking his territory. This is a very pungent odor that he has. Extremely pungent. Um, I can't smell the elephants because you're desensitized to it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I can smell him. Yeah. It's very, very strong odor. And he's, again, he's not marking his territory. He's basically leaving those little scent markers um, for any other male elephant around. Basically, unless you feel lucky, you're going to give me a wide berth. Yeah. Now, this must, I uh, can last a few weeks few months. Sabu did have one that lasted seven whole months. Wow. I do know of one bull that lasted 11 months. Wow. Uh, it's he, he does everything we ask of him, but... Uh, Is he a little grumpier? He's just, just a hair. <laughs> just a little. Takes more patience out of the keeper staff. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it, it, a lot of people will think of it as a like a rut in it. For a deal. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but that's that's a breeding season thing. He will breed the female whether he's in must or not. Is is there anything that brings the must on that no, you can tell not, or we there, know? There's of? no no real rhyme. So it's not a female or, being estrus no, or anything like that. No, nothing at all like that. And it's interesting. Every now and then you'll see this happen. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see it when I was in Kenya because both Asians and Africans have the same. The, the males. Uh, you'll get maybe two males that are in must and they're fighting because there's a female in estrus nearby. So they're fighting, not to the death, but they're fighting. The strongest male is going to persevere. Well, there's always a third smarter male who's <laughs> going to do a pincer move around those two boys. Guess who gets to visit the female? <laughs> the smarter one, not the smarter to show one. Off. Yeah, who cares about the strength, right. intelligence? Brains beats brawn. Yes. <laughs> so I think we should back it up actually okay, for a go. second because we haven't really even introduced the elephants that we have. We have Asian elephants. We have three females and one male. Yes. Will you go ahead and tell us their names and their ages? Okay. Our oldest is Mai Tai. Oh, that's what just she's the best? I've had people, uh, I, here's, here's something about myself. I've had people go, which one's your favorite? None of them. Well, why not? I don't want to make the other three mad. <laughs> <laughs> so, I do have a favorite, but he's in a different zoo. Okay. Don't worry about it. Um, but anyway, so my Thai's the oldest. Uh, she came to us out of Thailand. Um, she's, depending on who you talk to, 49, 50 years of age. She's the workhorse of the group. She's done all sorts of things. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tell us some uh, of those things. That's really well, cool. Well, historically, okay, we don't do any of these things now, okay? We do a lot of different things now with them. But how about uh, opening day parade? Handing the, the ball to uh, Sparky Anderson. She got to go on the Reds field. Yeah. Isn't that oh amazing? I can't believe I didn't worry about her ruining it. Don't worry, before you were born. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Mai Tai's the oldest. And then there's Shotzi. Shotzi's the biggest of the three females. Um, she came to us all the way from the wilds of Copenhagen, Denmark. What? 
no Wada was in Denmark. She was born at the zoo. Of the four elephants, she's the only one that we truly know the age. This past December fifteenth, uh, she turned forty-five. Okay, and she weighs how much? Oh, uh, she's a, one around, of the largest females around, in the country. Yeah, right? she is one of the largest females in in the country. Because uh, she had very large parents, okay, okay? Mm -hmm. um, in the range of about nine thousand pounds. Wow, Jeez. upper part of the range. Um, she is. There's interesting thing about her. I'll be off for a second. She came from Copenhagen. She forgot her Danish, <laughs> but we had an experiment once where we had a conference come in, and a woman came in from Copenhagen who actually took care of the elephants. At that time, um, I think, yeah, uh, the sire was there, her father. And we opened up the door, and we asked her to speak a few words in Danish. All of a sudden, Shotzi raised her head, put her ears forward. She may not have understood what was being said anymore, but she realized she heard that language before. That's pretty cool. Amazing. It is cool. So then, smart. Then we have Jotty. A guesstimate on Jotty, 34, 35. Seeing uh, Sabu, our male, who's roughly 33, uh, came to us from Malaysia. Uh, so we have the four elephants here. And of course, everybody knows by now, we're going to be moving. We're going to be moving to a brand new area, uh, Elephant Track. Very at, exciting. Oh, yes, at which time we're going to be bringing in additional elephants. And it's our hope and our desire to have a multi-generational herd. So you're going to see what would consist of maybe a grandmother with her daughter and maybe her granddaughter, which would really, really be cool. Yes, I can't wait. Because we do, you know, I, the two quotes, like I said, one from Frank Hoffman about the zoo. The other one is very, very dear and near to my heart, and that's from David Attenborough. Are we going to be satisfied? to suppose that our grandchildren are going to know what an elephant looked like by opening up a book. Now, of course, I have four grandchildren right now, and they definitely know what an elephant looks like <laughs> because lucky. I've had them all sorts of cool photos standing next to an elephant. Um, sorry, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Perks of being a keeper. Yeah. Right? <laughs> no, but that's a good point. It's one of the reasons, you know, we have zoos and we you know, hope this podcast brings awareness and ways we can help because elephants are endangered. They are. And yeah, I, you know, now being a new mom, I think about how there might be animals that I've worked with that don't even live on this earth when my son is an adult. And that's really, really terrifying it, and it sad is, to think about. It is. It's very, very sad. Very, very sad that that, that can happen. And the, the beautiful thing about some of the organizations that we are involved with not only the zoo but you know i don't know if you realize that we do have uh high-end tours mm -hmm. that we do and what is really cool about this we take the percentage of the money and the company the zoo has allowed the elephant department to decide where that money goes we sponsor asian elephant support that's an organization a great organization the International Elephant Foundation. Now, the International Elephant Foundation has a great, and it's kind of hard to describe it on a radio, they have a drawing of an elephant holding an umbrella. And inside that elephant, you'll see not only Asian animals, you'll see African animals, because the elephant is definitely an umbrella species. One of the things that we sponsor are elephant back patrols in Malaysia. 
So there's approximately maybe 20 uh, people on the unit. And they go out to protect the area where the largest land mammal on the planet walks. They, uh, a number of years ago, came across in one day three tiger traps. One had a tiger in it. Oh, I forgot to tell you. They'll either have a veterinarian with them. It's amazing. Or a vet tech. So what happened? They anesthetized the tiger, checked the tiger out, released the tiger, and destroyed three tiger traps. That's so important. Yeah. It truly is. Because, you know, there we and unfortunately, we all know conservation efforts that are single-minded, I'll call them. They put their blinders on. I'm here for this toad, whatever. I don't want to step on anybody who's, who loves toads. I love toads, but I had to grab some animal. <laughs> I'm going to protect this area where the toad lives. The world can go to pot, but that toad will be protected. Well, if the world goes to pot, what kind of world does your toad have? For sure. And that's what I wanted to touch on the umbrella species yes. in yeah. case anybody doesn't know. So we consider an umbrella species an animal like the elephant who is large. And if you protect their habitat, their land, that's going to protect all the animals smaller than them as if there is an umbrella over them. So yeah, just for anyone who isn't familiar with the umbrella species, that's what makes the elephants so important. And it, it truly is. I mean, be it in Asia or in Africa, uh, you know, elephants can change a landscape, give back to the landscape. And you're dealing with an animal that eats a lot of food, but only uses 40% of the food. The rest goes through the body. Now you might go, oh man, that's elephant waste over there. But what they ate today, and when they do relieve themselves 24 hours later, that's a nice, neat, protected shell to protect the seeds that they consumed uh, previously, giving back to their environment. Definitely. Yeah, they're like little yeah. seed dispensers. Everywhere it they is. go. Everywhere they go. <laughs> and, or in my business, job security. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so elephants, I mean, it's incredible that you guys are able to support wild elephants, and there's so much we can do. Education here at the zoo, inspiring people to care, but then actually giving and like supporting people on foot or on elephant back. Uh, I want that job. <laughs> Helping save the earth by riding an well, elephant. Well, you know, but and... here, here, what the, the beautiful thing about that is, you know, um, we last year or the year before, there's say there's 20 people on that unit. We had enough money to purchase each man. A new pair of boots. Nice. You know, and that's extremely important uh, for the small amounts of money that, you know, we Americans give in these countries. It goes a long way through the right hands. Yes, definitely. And a pair of boots for patrolmen. I mean, they're in the rainforest. They're in the thick of it. It's oh, but of course, and so they 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 appreciate that kind of stuff. They truly do. Uh, they're doing. Uh, a job that uh, is unsung in a lot of cases. Uh, very dangerous job in some cases. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, you know, we definitely need to help them. And just conservation efforts in general. Doesn't mean where the conservation is. You know, your own backyard, whatever it might be. Um, again, if, if we don't look at the big picture, our small, small picture will just disappear on us. Definitely. That's a good point. But I think people would love to hear a little bit more about our elephants, too, here. Yeah. Okay, so Mai Tai, she's done really cool things. You mentioned earlier that they moved from big house, elephant house, down to the old ape house. I'm guessing they just got to walk through the zoo, right? Incredible times. Do they get to walk down there? Yes. Ah, so cool. <laughs> Can you imagine? No, we're no. Little, we practice safer uh, practices these days. We're, yeah, we're making we, a little we, bit smarter we, decisions. We do, um, <laughs> but we do everything. Um, opera conditioning. 
when we move to the new area, we'll be uh, moving them, not walking them down. Yeah. In, in a different manner. They'll be. It'll be a little different than those. Well, times, it, it is. But... It's. What, what's interesting is this. Um, I've been accused of being old school. Okay, but uh, if you're not growing. You're dying. Uh, so you always want to go ahead and advance your knowledge. And so our techniques are much different now. But what I've grown up with is definitely a foundation from which to grow upon. Yes. Um, you know, being a history major. That's, that's something that uh, I always harp on people. If you don't remember your history, you know, how can you grow? But yes, we are. Uh, we've done all sorts of cool things with the elephants. Our elephants, you know, we do paintings. We do uh, tours. Uh, we are... Elephant baths. Elephant baths, yeah. Yes. Elephant baths. Nothing's cooler than giving yes. an elephant a bath. Yeah. It truly is. I mean, it's, it's exciting to give, you know, something that big. It's like washing a truck. <laughs> but <laughs> but much cuter. cooler. Yeah, much cooler. But no, my tie, she's done really cool things. I mean, she did, handed out the ball for the first pitch. She's been in an opera. Yeah. She, you know, has met so many celebrities. She's super cool. She's round. She's sweet. She's just like, oh, she's just the best. But then there's Jotty, who is so smart. Oh, she's very smart. A little bit of a troublemaker. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I'm doing some, some training with Jotty, and it's, it's fun because she is smart. And uh, you've got to be on your game. Yeah. You've you got to be ready that, hey, you know, I just wanted to accomplish, you know, I have A through D, and I made a B, but, man, she just gave me C that I didn't ask <laughs> yeah. for, so I better be ready because, who knows, I might be able to slide in D in there, too. Yeah. So this is perfect. Yeah, she's great. She really is. Uh, they're all fantastic animals. Uh, they're a pleasure to work with. Actually, you know what? I said something that I should have said. They're a pleasure to work with. They're a pleasure to work for. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> because that's there exactly, you know, I mean, and I, I was, I, I remember that years ago, and it just slipped out there. You're not working with them; you're working for them. We have six people that are dedicated to them. Of course, we have on staff here at Cincinnati Zoo, three full-time veterinarians that take care of the whole entire park, three full-time vet techs. Um, we want to make sure they have the best care possible. They truly do get the best care possible. Um, we get people who will look and will go, is this all the room they have or whatever else? And uh, it gives us an opportunity to explain to them that we exercise. One of the main is diet. We want, our, again, going back to Frank Hoffman's quote, give them the best care possible. And it is human nature, I'll give you this much. Uh, I'll be off here for a nanosecond. Boy, I wish this animal had so much room. Hi, Mr. Zookeeper, I'm here. Can you bring that elephant up here so I can get a picture of it? And then they can go down to the lower 40 where it can, you know, romp around. So, when yes, you can go to Africa and see an elephant. You see that gray thing two clicks away? That's an elephant. No. When you come to the Cincinnati Zoo, you can see an elephant. So our, our guys, we do all sorts of things. You know, and they're, they're fun. The elephants are really fun to, to deal with because you're always wanting to think, what's going to be great for them? You know, what can we do for them? Uh, be it enrichment, um, special events. You know, we'll, we'll do things like um, watermelons, pumpkin smashes. How about Easter time? I happened upon this. I take, and it's therapeutic for me. I started with my daughter. Then I now bring the grandkids every now and again. We take 
honeydew melons and finger paint and paint the honeydew melons. So you, the general public, will look and go, look at those big Easter eggs. No, they're just big old honeydew melons. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a fun time. Speaking of an enrichment, elephants yeah. are super strong. They are. And they get really heavy, giant toys. Oh, man. They even have a ball that's like 350 pounds. It correct? is. We've weighed it. It's called a sewer pig. <laughs> it helps clear out <laughs> sewers. Yeah, well, they, they, they actually shoot them through oil pipelines. And when they, they get too smooth, they give them to elephants. So it, take, it really depends upon the size of it. It takes two of us to interlock our arms to pick the thing up. Or one elephant. Yeah. <laughs> so there's this awesome story with Mark. Who, me? <laughs> Mark, we're thankful to have Mark with us today because he experienced the strength of Sabu, who decided to lift this 350-pound ball and wedged it in between the wall and a, and a beam. Yeah. And Mark thought it was just stuck there, and he was walking past safely. We actually have lines that we steer clear of because elephants, you know, can be dangerous if they want to be. And we talked about Sabu being in must and extra, extra grumpy. And so there's this giant 350-pound ball. What would you say? 11, 12 feet in the air? Oh, yeah, yeah. Taller than, like that. Taller, higher than yes. Sabu. Yes. Mark walks yes. by, dumps to go dump a cart because we actually share a dumpster, our uh, giraffe area with the elephants. So we take our cart up in an elevator and we walk it by the elephant safely. And Mark sees this giant ball and assumes it's just 100% stuck. And from the video that I've seen, yes. it does appear to be stuck. Yes. <laughs> Not 30 seconds later... Sabu is so strong, he pushed this 350-pound ball out of its wedge situation right to where Mark had just been. Yes. It, it wasn't as dangerous as it sounds. <laughs> Come on now. No, Mark would have lost his remember, life 30 seconds later. I remember walking past it to dump the cart, and I see it stuck between the wall and the beam, and I'm like, wow, you know, this thing's 10 feet in the air. How did Sabu manage to get this ball up there? I'm just amazed. But I didn't think too much of it, because I'm like, that thing's stuck, right? He's not going to be able to get it through there. Walk past, dump my cart, and I come back, <laughs> and I didn't see anything because, you know, the, the dumpster's around the corner, outside the building. I come back, and the ball is sitting in the middle of <laughs> the keeper walkway like that I was trick. just in. I thought the elephant guys were pranking me. <laughs> I'm like, surely Sabu didn't do that. They're yeah. pulling something on me. Yeah, I was there, and I actually have a, another video where uh, he would take the ball, or he does do this, he took the ball and he bounced it like you would take a super ball oh or a basketball. Gosh. He bounced it about six feet in the air and caught it, of course. No well, way. Yeah, he caught it, you know, bounced it and caught it with his tusk. You know, oh he just played with it like gosh. that. Wow. So yeah, uh, toys like that. Yeah, it's just, it's just fun. How, they have like, what, 100,000 100, muscles? In Over 100,000 muscles in the trunk alone. That's more muscles and tendons than you have in your whole entire body. And what do we say they can lift? Like how many pounds? You know, it, you know, it really depends. I'd say anywhere from a blade of grass all the way up to an over 500 pounds. Um, the trunk is the most important body part on the elephant. It truly is. Uh, scientists have proven that with a fantastic sense of smell and hearing, the elephant knows where you are a half a mile away before you know where you are. And uh, it's amazing. And I always joke, too, the fact that uh, elephant has the best sense of smell of any mammal on the planet. I don't know if that's true, but it sounds good. That's <laughs> <laughs> all that to me. But, you know, I, I'll be in front of the public and I'll go, who has the best sense of smell, a dog or an elephant? Oh, before you answer incorrectly, remember, this is not the SPCA, and that's not a dog you're looking at. The dog has a better sense of smell than, or the elephant has a better sense of smell than the dog. Police departments around the world realized very quickly it was easier to put a substandard animal oh, called the dog in the police cruiser <laughs> than to pull up to the crime scene with a superior animal in a semi. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell Val likes elephants. Oh, man. <laughs> They're great. I have two dogs. They're okay. But I'm glad you mentioned the trunks because this is one of like the most fascinating any structure on any organism in the world is their trunk. Like you said, over 100,000 muscles. They can smell from miles away. 
how long does it take them to use to learn how to use a trunk? Oh yeah. man, like, we we, we got to see that with uh, the youngster Ganesh. You know, baby elephants they swing this thing around. Oh, what the <laughs> heck is this thing? I don't know what this is. And at one point, he did step on it. Oh no! And, and it grew like an accordion a little bit, not you know massive, but it grew a little bit. Yeah, so it, it takes a you know they they try and when they're nursing they try you know. How can I get this thing? It's like having a ponytail, I guess. <laughs> I, being bald, I wouldn't know. But, you know, ponytail, sticking it back here somewhere just so he could go nurse. But it does take a while. And then they'll figure out, oh, yeah, look at this thing. I can pick stuff up with this thing. You know, and not only can I pick it up with it, I can breathe with it. Wow, this is cool. So, so like, yeah. a couple of weeks maybe and they get it figured out? Yeah, it? yeah. Okay. Then, 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 you know, but it's just comical to watch yeah it's, it's really fun is. watching them learn too because they can learn from their parents they're so observant they pick up this stuff oh yeah they you know that's why it's so important to have a multi-generational herd um, so you can have a true matriarch of the group right now um, I always joke about this I go you know Chauncey you know is not the matriarch as far as I'm concerned me personally She's boss elephant. She's big. She's bad. If she wants it and she can get it, she'll take it from you. And you're going to just stand there and look at me. Can I have No, no, I want it. Thank you. <laughs> but a matriarchal society, they're going to be learning from mom. They're going to learn from grandma, all the way, aunts and uncles. So it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Really and I get what you're saying. She's not technically a matriarch because she doesn't have a daughter and a granddaughter in that sense. But she is the boss. But she's also just, I wanted to touch on each of their personalities. I mentioned my love for Mai and how she's mm -hmm. sweet and friendly. And, and Jotty's just smart. And I remember Jotty getting into trouble. She would take bamboo sticks and whack different hot wire and things to try and get her oh, way. Yeah, yeah. Break things just on purpose. <laughs> yeah, just so to break it. Just, you have to go you know, fix it. Yeah, no, that's all it is, you know. And, and then there's Giant Shotzi, who is the boss, but wouldn't you, like, from my memory, I briefly got to assist the elephant guys when I was a seasonal uh, back in the day, and she's kind of a scaredy cat. She's a big chicken. She's like the, <laughs> the stereotypical elephant afraid of a mouse type of situation. Yeah, and, and, and they're not afraid of mice. I can, no. <laughs> there are all sorts of cool stories about that, but we won't. Um, but yeah, uh, she's a big chicken. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, and New she'll, things, she'll, and right? She's yeah, if, if something's different, you know, she'll go, um, I don't want to go in there, but she's blocking the way so nobody else <laughs> can go through either. And you go, look. If you want to be a leader, lead. You know, be like Patton. Oh, lead me, follow me, or get out of the way. History <laughs> lesson for all of you. There you go. Gotta get one in. I had to throw that in there because he's my favorite. But anyway, that's what I and I just I say that to all. Just get out of the way so somebody else can right. take the lead. And then Sabu, he's incredible. Well, they're all very intelligent, but yes. he's very like very easy to work with as far as yeah, a bull elephant. Yeah, elephants right? are smart. Man, yeah. they are smart. You know, you you got to be on your game, um, because you you want to mentally stimulate them. Mm -hmm. And he's always, you know, hey, yeah, he's willing to try everything. That's awesome. Uh, there's nothing he won't try. Cool. Well, Mark, do you have a, a special quiz for us today? I do have some trivia questions. <laughs> okay. Val, oh man, I'm for for it. It. <laughs> if you're up for it, Val, I do have some trivia questions for you guys. So September fourth. No, September 18th, 1875 was the opening of the zoo. I wasn't there. Go ahead. <laughs> he was actually That was actually the, next the first time. question. He just got it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we'll start out with just some, some general kind of elephant questions. Okay. So first question, you guys have already answered correctly oh. via this talk. How many muscles does an elephant have in its trunk? You guys have already gotten it right. Over 100,000, which is... That number is just insane because in the human body, there are just over 600 muscles. Wow, I didn't know that. Well, that is neat. So, an elephant's got 100,000 just in the trunk. Now, now the little side hearing, uh, I got that information from a Professor Shoshone, who actually had, this was up in Michigan, he had his graduate, he was, uh, he's passed now, but he was an expert on elephants. He had his graduate assistants count Jeez. the muscles during a necropsy that makes sense. of one elephant. Because wow. you wonder how you would know that. Yes, <laughs> yeah. wow. Well, it's the same way, like, 
hey, in, in that too is 45-pound heart yeah. and 90-pound set of lungs. Wow. Sorry. Sorry, I veered off of your Also, quiz. something we didn't mention is the different different ways you can tell Asian and African elephants apart, but one of them has to do with their trunks, and they yeah. have little fingers, One finger-like lip on the end of the trunk for the Asians, one at the top and one at the bottom for the Africans. And that helps them pick up, like you mentioned, something as small as a blade of grass, which is incredible that they have the dexterity to do yeah. that. Oh, yes. 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 I'm glad your professor verified because my source is Wikipedia. So slightly, <laughs> <laughs> slightly less reliable. Oh, I, that you, right I mean, I can, I can go in and edit that for yeah, you. Go for yeah, it. go for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number two. Yes, sir. What is the elephant's closest living relative? And there's uh, actually a little bit of debate about this, so there are two correct answers that I'll accept. How about the hierarchs? And we have them here. They're called manatee. I knew that. He too. got him both. I think, it's, him. I think you can read that somewhere in the Manatee Building, which is crazy that a rock hyrax, if anybody doesn't know, it's tiny, little yeah. furry mammal. Yes, little five pound herbivorous mammal in Africa. And just because it's an elephant shrew doesn't make the. Like, <laughs> that really did. Yeah, so all three of these animals, the hyrax, the manatee, and the elephant, they share a common ancestor several millions of years ago. and... They're the only three living species from this family. It's, wow. it's very interesting if you ever get a look. And again, Shoshone's book. Um, the tree. He has a tree of where all these various things go. Oh, yeah. That'd wow. be cool to see that. Make it easier to understand. That'd be cool to see. All right, we're on to question number three. I don't think we really touched on elephant lifespan at all. Okay. But what was the oldest elephant on record to ever live? How old was it? What's Val? What's a, a normal elephant lifespan? Well, I'm, I'm, I get that all the time, okay? Uh, normal life, you know, what's a life expectancy? And I've always thought, I'll give you averages, okay? 50s, 60s. I do know three cows right now that are in their 70s. Wow. Okay? They, when, when it comes to uh, longevity, a lot of people don't think about one thing, okay? We have excellent care here, okay? Um, but there's something besides the excellent care that we have no control over even as a human. If your grandparents don't, aren't in the best of shape, genetically, we'll say, where's that going to go show itself? Right on down the line. Right on down the line. Okay. So, um, oldest, you know, and there, there's been all sorts of speculations. Oh, sh this one is 100 years old. <laughs> you know, like, and that's, that's really out of the realm because you know and it's just a guesstimate unless you see that elephant being born okay I, I'm gonna just I'm sm a smart man I'm not gonna guess uh, but I will stand in the fact that we did have an elephant not here at another institution she passed away uh, about three months ago and she was 75 years old wow I had no idea wow. That's so what, what was your... Jenna, you have your, a guess? Your well, Wikipedia. Originally, I was going to guess about 68, but now I guess I'm guessing 78. Yeah, so according to Wikipedia, a very reliable source, <laughs> the average lifespan is about 60, 65. Mm -hmm. okay. There was one elephant in Taiwan at the Taipei Zoo that they say are very good records on. They can verify as 86. No way! 86. Holy cow! That's, That's incredible. No, no, I'm yeah. not disputing it. I'm not disputing insane. it at all. It's verified by the Guinness Book of World Records. Okay, whatever that's yeah, there we go. Anybody can make fantastic beer. <laughs> that's perfect, right there. Yes. And you know something that um, kind of determines, or what I've learned, an elephant's lifespan is their teeth. Oh because yes. Because they only have six sets. Six, six molars. Okay, but here's something really cool that I talk about in my uh, talks for you know people that a number of years ago there was an elephant in Thailand that got a gift from a dentist. The dentist gave her four stainless steel molars. Wow. She's going to live forever. Wow. And imp uh, implants. Now, now she's passed, but other you know, she was eating like a teenager. <laughs> yeah, elephant dentures, that's revolutionary. That is, right that's there. incredible. But yeah, their Amazing. teeth, they have four in their mouth at once. Their mouths are actually pretty tiny. Yeah, uh, four eight to ten size. pound molars. That's incredible. <laughs> That's crazy and insane is yeah. what I was trying to say. Like you're crazy. So, <laughs> <laughs> once they no longer, once they, you know, the four wear down, then yeah. a new set pushes through. Once they run out of teeth, then they have a hard time there, chewing. There, so there's a lot be... of times what will happen is that 
you know, people, oh, it went to the elephant graveyard, where, you know, but they, they're going to these places, these swampy areas, because the food is easier to just basically swallow. Yeah. Now, what we would do in any uh, thing that man is involved with, we would maybe make a high protein gruel. Yeah. yeah. And then give it to them. Again, you know, you want to make sure that they have the best care possible. Uh, but yeah, the teeth are the big factor mm -hmm. yes. on their longevity. I'm still amazed at this denture story. Like yeah. that's it's got some potential moving it forward. It does, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. All right, on to question number four. We're getting away from elephants' natural history and kind of anatomy, but we do have a history major on the show, oh, so I wanted to make sure I got a history question in here. So Hannibal, a general of Carthage in 218 BC, he marched his war elephants four times. What mountain range did they march over? He went over the Alps. A total, a total of four times. Here's the thing. Val's got it. The, uh, the first time going over to scare the pants off the Romans. He's, he was successful. Didn't lose a single elephant. Came back. Uh, he crossed the Alps again. Didn't lose an elephant. But the Romans knew what was coming. That's when he lost elephants. He didn't lose them all. But he had specially designed boots for the <gasps> elephants. Good. Amazing. The African elephants. Yes. To go across the snow. Yes, he used Africans. The snow. Yes. Wow. So, yeah. I wonder what the boots were made yeah. of back then. I know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, no, that, that was definitely, that, and that's another thing that I do highlight. Um, again, you know, being a history guy, I, I know every elephant that came into this institution. And even though I don't, I've never worked in other uh, zoos. I can tell you, let's see, right now it's uh, two minutes after 11. I can tell you exactly what they're doing uh, in, at the Berlin Zoo right now, or how they're taking care of the elephants at the San Diego Zoo. We don't live in a bubble. We actually belong to the Elephant Managers Association. Go ahead. All connected. It's all <laughs> connected. No, I love it. I yeah. love it. We learn from each other in the zoo world. We, yeah. we do. We get feedback we're, from we're, other zoos. We might be yeah. in a bubble, but we're not a stagnant. Very true. We're always learning, always learning from each other, best practices, and kind of yes. evolving ourselves, adapting, and getting better as we go. But two takeaways that I had from Hannibal marching over the Alps with elephants. Number one, how hardy are these animals that they're built for the African savanna, for these mm -hmm. heat, this hot weather, semi-wet climate during the dry, the rainy season, and they somehow made it across a mountain range like the Alps. Like, To me, that's absolutely mind-blowing. Well, it does get cold in Africa. Yeah. It does get cold in Asia. Not, you know, horribly, but yeah, it does get very cold. Mm -hmm. You know, so that, uh, he was very lucky. He was very, very lucky. Very lucky. Yeah. Second takeaway I had is just kind of drawing it back to the conservation points you were making earlier. You know, we've been using these animals since ancient time for war, and then now you see tons of poaching throughout their native lands in Africa and Asia. You know, this conservation message is more important than ever, and we haven't changed our way in the last 2,000 years. You know, this is 218 B.C. when Hannibal made this march. So, you know, we've got times now to make a move if we're going to save these animals. They're in danger. And, and we, we have to. Mm -hmm. we, we honestly have to. Did you know historically, too, that uh, the King of Siam offered the, the 16th president? I, I said that the one person, 16th, who was the 16th president? Lincoln offered him elephants to fight the Civil War. Wow. No Luckily, way. Lincoln turned them down. They would have been decimated. No, I have not heard that. That's yeah. I'm glad he turned You need to hang out with me more, young man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last question for the quiz. Yes, sir. Everyone's favorite Disney elephant, Dumbo. In what year was Dumbo Oh, my released? gosh. This is like Val's favorite movie <laughs> in the look, entire look, world. Val has, and I'm going to make somebody mad. Dumbo, 1941, forever. Dumbo, 2019, never. <laughs> I, I have never seen Dumbo, 2019. And I only have almost $2,000 worth of 
Dumbo 1941 stuff. He's a Dumbo fanatic. 1941, he got it. Yeah. Oh, I man. love Dumbo. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I awesome. almost wore my Dumbo socks today, too. <laughs> no, but you wouldn't be able to see him. <laughs> okay, well, we it. wish we could have shown your socks in Mark's video where Sabu almost killed him. We're glad he's alive. <laughs> no, 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 now. But Come on. Now I need to know. Okay. What can I do? I want to make a difference in elephants' lives. I can't go to Africa or Asia and save them, remove snares. What can I do as a zoo visitor, as a anyone living around the country? You know, we, like I said, we, we do all sorts of stuff here at the park. Um, you know, here's a shameless plug. How about buying an elephant painting from us? 100% of that money goes directly to elephant conservation. What a fun gift. It's... You get to choose your colors, you, right? You, you choose your colors. Uh, and what I do, so you realize I'm not sitting here in the back room going, I'm going to make you a painting. He mentioned he likes the finger paint earlier. Yeah. <laughs> and, and calling it an elephant painting, I will actually, we, uh, not I, it's a we, it's always a we. I don't talk in eyes at all. It's a team situation. We take photos, what I call action photos. And that's the first thing that we send you. Is that you see exactly what's coming your way. Now, uh, they're not cheap. They're $200 a piece. But it all goes to conservation. All goes to so conservation. you get something yes. back for your gift that will help save elephants. Now, I, I will add, too, just so people, well, you said it was $200. Oh, you want it shipped to uh, San Francisco? That's 225 Okay. And then we also have the capability, if you're within the area, you can purchase it, and you and three of your closest friends can come in to see it being done. It's much more expensive, but you can, if you don't trust me saying that, yeah, here's these are the pictures that done. That's what we do, but there's all sorts of conservation things that we can do in our backyards, you know, like your bird feeders, any kind of stuff, you know. Again, turning off, it's, it's very interesting that we as Westerners point out to people, you know, like in Asia and Africa, they shouldn't do this. They shouldn't do that. Uh, well, you know, while we're sitting here and it's it's kind of hot. Hey, Mark, go turn up the uh, air conditioning for me, will you? <laughs> Look at all the natural resources we've wasted here. Yeah. So, we, we could sit here all day long. Yes, I, we could. I, There's I so many things we could do. We definitely could. Yeah. yeah, I love that. You can buy a painting. They're really cool. Done by one of the elephants here. You can pick the colors, and it all goes towards conservation. And it's enriching for the elephants. Yes, it, it is. It is enriching. Too. Because we cannot make something that big do something it does not want to do, people. That's for sure. That's for sure. Well, Val, we really appreciate you joining us today, taking your time out of your day. It was teach fun. Teach us about elephants. Teach us about history. Yeah, we got the whole gamut here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, guys. Thank it really you so was. much. Thank you. So, everyone listening at home, thanks for tuning in to us. Hope you learned something about elephants today. Oh, real quick. Oh, this month. And I know you're going to be airing it next month. This month is Asian Elephant Awareness Month. So, as you think August. about elephants in general... Think about elephants. August. August. <laughs> Take some time out of your day to learn something about elephants. Support them any way you can. Come Thank see you us all at for the listening. Zoo. Yep. Yeah. I'm Jenna. And I'm Mark. And you're listening to Cincinnati Zoo Tales.